0: Well, we're in Romans chapter 13 tonight, please. Three verses of scripture. That's all we're going to do. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) You know that we can spend a lot of time sometimes on one verse, don't you? But these three verses of scripture are just so fantastic. And I'm all excited about the joy of sharing some of these things with you tonight. Romans 13... Verse 8, 9, and 10. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, verse 9, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not what? Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, all taken from the Ten Commandments. If there be any other commandments, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thy what? Right. Verse ten. Love worketh no ill, no evil to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. I like to go to first Peter. First Peter chapter one, verse twenty three being born again not of what corruptible seed but of incorruptible incorruptible seed how by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever now then it talks in 24 for all flesh the natural man flesh is as grass and all the glory All the glory, remember that word, glory. All the glory of man, as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, dries up, and the flower thereof falleth away. Verse 25, But the word of the Lord endureth how long? Forever. All of the flesh of man, the natural man, the body and soul man, all the glory that man ever gets is just momentary. But the word of the Lord endureth how long? Forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto whom? You. Now look at Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Talking about the knowledge of him... Who called us to glory and virtue, verse 4, by his own which are given unto us, whereby are given unto us his own virtue, whatever God did, his own which are given unto us, exceeding the exceeding great and precious promises, that by these He might be partakers of the divine nature, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption. The word corruption is getting worse and worse. Escape that which would make you worse and worse, which is in the world through lust. You're partakers, partakers common to all of the divine what? Nature. For when we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever, we are given a divine what? Nature. In First John, chapter four, last part of verse eight, God is what? Love. God is what? Love. And in eighteen. There is no fear in what? No fear in love. And God is what? And we are partakers of His divine what? Born again, remember now? Tonight just stay sharp on the scripture and watch these build. No fear in love, but perfect love casts out what? Fear. Perfect love casts out fear. So having this divine nature, we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, God having put this in us, and this perfect love, God is love, and this perfect love casts out what? Fear. Most men are controlled by, and they live by fear. Fear is being used. Love never uses. I've taught you many times, and you know this, things are to be used, like this pencil. That is to be used, I use that. When it isn't sharp enough to suit me, I stick it in a pencil sharpener, sharpen her up. When I make a mistake, I use the other end. Things are to be used, but people are to be loved. You never use people, you use things. And yet in the world, most people are things. Even in the so-called Christian world, most people are just things. You use people. Fear is always being used. And fear can be forced. And fear makes cowards of us all. God is love. We have partaken of his divine what when we were born again, love is a mental attitude. It is also a mental action by the freedom of your will. And when this love is a mental action by the freedom of your will, you can make it become your heart style. This is the word, agapeo, A-G-A-P-A-O, Greek word, long O, or agape, A-G-A-P-E, long E. Agape or agapeo is the love of God in the renewed mind. In here, in the inner man, the divine nature, when you were born again, is by grace, not of works, lest any man should boast. This divine nature is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, when you put on that divine nature in your mind, which is the love of God, agape, in here, up here, in your head, in your mind, by the freedom of your what will, put on in your mind. It's the love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation. That's the word agapeo. Now there are a number of other words that you will be able to work in the word that relate very closely to it. For instance, the word good, the word gladness, the word well-doing, the word joy, and the word rejoicing. All the gifts of God all the gifts of God, Cor, are God given. Not of the works of man, but because of God's grace and of God's mercy. They're God given, perpendicular, God to man. Eternal life is a gift to God. God given, not because you and I were so good we deserved it, but because we were so miserable we needed Him. Gift to God, to man. Eternal life, gift ministries in the body of the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. These gifts of God are God given. The respect for you as a believer or as a man or woman with a gift, the respect is earned. Gifts are given, respect is earned. If anybody respects you for being a believer or respects you, for having a God-given gift of a ministry. If they respect you, it's earned. If you had the ministry of a teacher and you screw up all the time, you're not going to earn people's respect. People's respect is something you earn, honey, by your ability and by being the kind of woman you're supposed to be. It's the kind of man you're supposed to be. Then the respect is earned. Gifts are God-given. Respect is what? That's right. I want to teach the core this agapeo love. It is the believer living with the renewed mind, love, renewed mind, love without hypocrisy. And we're still there in Romans 13, 8 through 10 to 9. It's the believer living With renewed mind love, renewed mind love without hypocrisy. That's the love of God, agape or agape, the love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation. Now, every scripture that I'm going to work with you tonight is this word agape or agapeo, every one of them. In relationship to Romans 13, 8 through 10, I want to handle some general scriptures. We begin with Matthew chapter five. Matthew five, verse 46. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. Now I'm, I'm going to go through the gospels and epistles systematically one after the other. This does not mean that this is more important than another one. But this is the way I want to do for time's sake to give you the greatest amount of learning that's available in this time we've allotted to the evening so that later on you can separate this all out to suit yourself. Chapter 6, Matthew 6, 24. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the one, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and what? You'll have to watch the truths build up. Chapter 24, Matthew. 24 of Matthew, verse 12. And because iniquity or sin shall abound, the love of many is going to what? shall wax cold gospel of Mark chapter 10 Mark 10 21 Jesus beholding the man who said I've kept all these things from my youth loved him and said unto him one thing thou what go thy way sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven come take up the cross and what Follow me. In Luke chapter 6. In verse 32. For if ye love them which love you. What thanks have ye? For sinners also love those that do what? Love them. In the gospel of John. Chapter 3. You all know this. This. For God, verse 16, God so what? Love that he gave his only begotten son. Didn't give himself, gave him His what? Only begotten son. Whosoever, whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? Gospel of John chapter 12. Verse 43, talking about the Pharisees, for they love the praises of what? Men more than the praise of God. They love the praises of men more than the praise of God. Chapter 13, verse 34, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I, Jesus Christ, have loved you, that ye also love one another in chapter 14 verse 21 he that hath my commandments and keepeth them he it is who loveth me and he that loveth me shall be loved of my what father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him chapter 15 Verse 9, as the Father hath loved me, Jesus Christ speaking, so have I loved you. Continue ye, walk, in other words, in my what? Love. Verse 12, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Chapter 21, verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he's talking about the fishing business. Do You love me more than your business than the fish? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Romans 5, 5. Hope maketh not a shame because the love of what is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us divine nature. Remember, verse eight, God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, without God, without hope, Christ did what? Died for us. In 1 Corinthians chapter two, Verse nine. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor hear, ear heard, neither hath entered the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them who do what? Love him. In chapter eight, in verse one Now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have what? But knowledge does what? Puffeth up, but love, charity, love of God, renewed mind, edifieth, it builds up. Knowledge does what? Puffeth up, makes you conceited in the head. Without love, it, knowledge is just conceit. Knowledge puffeth up, makes you proud, haughty, but love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation builds you up. Chapter 16 of 1 Corinthians, verse 14. Let all your things, all your work, be done with charity, which is or the love of God, in the renewed mind, in manifestation. 2 Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 7. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for God loveth a cheerful what you see as you work all these scriptures and you wanna and you will be taking the time to see really what each one's talking about like this one here is talking about your money or time and so forth every man doesn't give grudgingly or of necessity because he has to But God loves a what? And that word love is the love of God in a renewed mind. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. But by what? Love, love. But by love serve One and other. In Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by believing that ye being rooted and grounded in what? Love. May be able to comprehend, not apprehend, comprehend. With all saints, the four-dimensional. breadth, length, depth, and what? And to know, not question, but to experientially know the love of Christ, which passes, which is way beyond knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of whom. Boy, oh boy. Chapter four, verse 15, speaking the truth in what? That's quite a challenge that you may grow up in him in all things, who is the head, even Christ. Chapter five, verse two, and walk in what? As Christ also loved you and gave up himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. Chapter five, verse 25. Husbands, love your what? Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Husbands, love your wives as Christ did what? Love the church. Verse 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own what? Bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. That tells me if he doesn't love his wife, he does love himself, right? Boy, When if you just watch this and you write later on, at least in your mind, you ought to be seeing it. All these great truths that are building one right after the other. In Philippians chapter 2, fulfill ye my joy, verse 2, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, having the same love, being of one accord and one what? in Colossians chapter two, verse two, that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in what? Comfort of the heart as you're knit together in what? Unto all riches of fullness assurance to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God even of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, 13, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and that's in relationship to those that labor among you and over you, in the ministries of the body that we showed you last week, admonishing you, esteem them very highly in love, which is the love of God and the renewed mind. Now, never forget that, because every word I'm handling is that. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse ten. And with all deceitfulness, two ten, righteous, and them that perish, because they receive not, they perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be what? Saved. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 Now the end of the commandment the fulfillment of the commandment is charity agapeo love of God in the renewed mind out of a pure heart no false pretenses and good conscience. Second Timothy Chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of a coward, but of power and of what? Love and of a sound mind. Without that love of God and the renewed mind, you've got to be insane. Because insanity is not a sound mind. God gives not a spirit of cowardice, fear, but of power and of love divine nature, and of a sound, what, mind. Chapter 4, verse 8, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord shall give unto me at that day, and not to me only, like, but unto all them who love his, what, appearing, the return, verse 10. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. First Peter chapter two, verse 17. Honor all men. Love the what? Brotherhood. Love the brotherhood. The brotherhood. Chapter four, verse eight. And above all things, have fervent agapeo among yourselves. For charity agapeo shall cover the multitude of what? Sins. And then the great record in First John. Chapter 2, verse 5. Whosoever keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God what? Perfected. Chapter 3, verse 1 Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Verse 16 Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for what? Verse 17. But whoso hath this world's goods, and seeth his brother have need, and shut up his vows of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of whom? And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God for God is what in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him here in his love not that we love God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins beloved If God so loved us, we ought also to do what? Love one another. No man, verse 12, no man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected where? In us. Verse 16, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath Torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Verse 19, we love him because he first what loved us. Verse 20, if any man say I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how he can he love God whom he hath not what? Verse 21, and this commandment, have we from him that he who love God, love his brother? What? Whosoever, chapter five, verse one, believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Verse three for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not what? Those are the general scriptures. Now we go to the specifics. Matthew 22, verse 36. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Remember Romans thirteen eight to 10 that we read? Master, which is the great commandment of the law? Verse 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy what? Heart, number one. Soul, number two, with all thy mind, number three. Verse 38, this is the first and the great what? And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thy what? Verse 40, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is exactly what Romans 13, 8 to 10 is talking about. And I'm picking it up here specifically in Matthew 22 and have just read you the great statement about namely you should love God, the Lord thy God, Jehovah thy Elohim, with all your what, all your what, all your what. That's the first and the great commandment. The second, love your what, neighbor, as you love yourself. Now, going back to chapter 22, verse 15, it is interesting how these scriptures from Romans 13, 8 through 10, relate back to Matthew 22, the great statements of Jesus, and how when you check context, there is fantastic learning about this love that we're talking about. In chapter 22, verse 15, Then went the Pharisees and took counsel, how they might entangle him in his what? That's what they were after, to trip him up. Verse 17, Tell us, therefore, what thinketh thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? Number one, tribute, money, government, pay taxes, internal revenue service, right at the top. Remember, they took counsel how they might do what? Entangle him, mess him up in his talk, right? So they came with that statement, question. Jesus perceived Verse 18, their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye what hypocrites? What were they? Love without what? Here we have hypocrisy, right? Right in the context of love God with all your heart, soul, mind, neighbor as your what? but they wanted to tangle him up. And he said, hypocrisy, hypocrites." Verse 23, that same day came to him the Sadducees, which say there is no what? Resurrection. And asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, if a man die. In verse 15, the Pharisees, Verse 23, the Sadducees, both deeply religious groups, both great religious leaders, top echelon, top brass. These two groups always fought like cats and dogs, but when it was to their advantage or their convenience, they as a religious group united forces. Because they were what? Hypocrites. These were Sadducees. Someone once said that because they did not believe in the resurrection, therefore they were so sad, you see. So that's where they got the name from. Verse 24 talk about Moses. Top religious people. They went right back to the great Moses. Huh? <laughs> Verse 26, this woman had second, third, she had seven husbands. She's quite a man-killer, that woman. (laughs) Praise God for verse 27. Now verse 28, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? I thought these were the Sadducees, didn't you? They want to talk about what? They don't even believe in it. They want to talk about it. They've got to be one thing. What? You're right. Hypocrites. Jesus said to them in verse 29, Ye do err. You blow it. That's what he told them. You do not know the scriptures, number one, nor secondly, what? Right. Well, uh, for in the resurrection, he talks about it, the whole subject. He's not the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of dead Jacob. He is the God of the whom? When? At the time of the resurrection, Abraham dead now. Isaac said, Jacob's dead. But at the time of the resurrection, they're gonna get what? And he's their God because they believed in him, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The multitude was astonished in verse 33, but the Pharisees, when they had heard they put the Sadducees to silence, they thought, aha, then one of them who was a lawyer, he was their legal consul, their top front man, their spokesman. Asked him a question, next words, tempting him, tempting him, tempting him. The word tempting means to see what Jesus Christ would say, not desiring to know what he, what he really said. So they could change and act accordingly. They were just simply what? Tempting him to hear what he would say. Not desiring to know so they could change and act accordingly. That's why they were what? Hypocrites. Yeah. Read something. Then comes that record that I've just read of 36 through 40, verse 41, Pharisees, were Jesus asked them a question. And here is what he asked them. What think ye of Christ whose son is he? They say unto him, son of David. And he said unto them, how then doth David in spirit call him Lord saying, the Lord said unto my Lord. Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David them called him Lord, how is he his what? Son. <laughs> Woohoo. Really something, isn't it? What think ye of Christ? Oh, he's God. oh. No, they never had said that. They didn't even believe he was the son of God. See the context of agapeo, love of God? Chapter 23, verse 1, Then spake Jesus to the multitude, and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees, they sit in Moses' seat, Should have it wired with electricity. And therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do but do not ye after their works. For they say, and do not. (laughs) They are what? Hypocrites. For they bind heavy burdens, and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their what? But all their works they do, for to be seen of what? Oh, I just built a hospital. Ooh, I gave lots of money to Red Cross, Purple Heart, whatever it is. Ooh, look at me. Love the uppermost rooms at feasts. Verse six, chief seats in the what? Synagogue, greetings in the market. Be called a man, Rabbi, Rabbi. 8 but be not ye called rabbi for one is your master even christ and all ye are what right verse 11 but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant 13. woe unto you scribes and what next word hypocrites were they religious Were they the top brass of religion? You bet your life, Jesus Christ said, hypocrites. Verse 14. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. What? Right. You devour widows' houses, make long prayers. Verse 15. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees. What? Right. You make proselytes. You win people. When you made, you made them two four more the child of hell than yourself. Religious leaders. Verse 23. Warned you, scribes, Pharisees, what? You must finally be convinced at least the Bible says they were hypocrites. You pay tithe. Oh, my goodness. You bring your money, you know. The individual member canvass you, pay it up, baby. But you've missed the weightier matter. These ought ye have done and not to leave. You blind guides, verse 24. You strain at gnats and you swallow a camel. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. For you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within you're full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is in, in the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like unto whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of what? And evil sin. Woe unto you scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites! Because ye build the tombs of prophets, so forth. Verse 30, And say, If we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore be ye witnesses unto yourselves, that ye are the children of them who killed the prophets. You serpents, verse 33, you snake dudes. You generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? I send unto you prophets, wise men, scribes, some of them you kill or crucify, scourge with sinners, persecuted persecute him. Verse 35, that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel and the blood of Zacharias, whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come to pass. 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou who killest the what? Prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee. How oft would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings? And ye what? Behold, your house is left unto you. What? Why? Hypocrites. Gospel of Mark. Chapter 12, chapter 12, verse 28, and one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is Hear, O Israel. The Lord Jehovah our Elohim is one Jehovah not three that's what he said now watch it and thou verse 30 shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul with all thy mind number three and number four what strength your walk not only with all your heart not only with your soul life your breath life but with your mind and action strength this is the first what commandment verse 31 the seconds like namely this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself there is none other commandment greater than what these 29 one god verse 32 and the scribe said unto him Well, master, thou hast said the truth, glory, hallelujah, for there is one God, and there is none other but he, and to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offering and sacrifice. Verse 35, Jesus answered and said while he taught in the temple, how can the scribes say that Christ is the son of David? In other words, who is Christ? 38, and he said unto them in his doctrine, beware the scribes. Who love to go in long clothing, love salutations, the marketplace, chief seats, synagogues, uppermost rooms at the feast, but they devour widows houses and for a pretense, make long prayers. These shall receive greater what right now watch verse 41. Jesus sat over against the treasury and he beheld all the people cast money in the treasury Many that were rich put her in by the barrelful. But there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two little mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples, and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the what? For they did cast in of their what? but she of her want did cast in all she had, even her living. Look at the context of love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, your neighbor of yourself. Context. Go back to chapter 12 and pick it up. We'll start 11. Better place to start. 11. Verse 27, and they came again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, there came to him the chief, what? And the scribes and the elders. The elders are the 70, the ruling Sanhedrin, 70 of Israel. So keep your knowledge as to who it was. And they began to question him. Who gave you this authority to do these things? And we go to chapter 12, verse 12. And they sought to lay hold on him, on Jesus, the chief priests, the scribes, and the what? But the reason they didn't do it is because they feared the what? See, I told you what fear does. They would have taken him, but they were afraid they knew that he had spoken the parable against them, and they left him and went their way. Uh Verse 13, and they sent unto him certain of the Pharisees and of the Herodians to catch him in his what? See, you already know they're gonna be what? Hypocrites again, right? Pharisees and of the Herodians. They were religious leaders who were in favor of the continuing rule of the Rodians, of the line of Herod. Verse 14, And when they were come, they say unto him, Master, we know that thou art what? Hey, the liars. Nice words, right? Sound like current words of some people. Carus for no man. For thou regardest not the person of man, but teachest the way of God in truth. Uh, Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar, isn't it? (laughs) Shall we give or shall we not give? But he, knowing, there, here it is again, hypocrisy, were they speaking good words? Yes, sir, right on. Master, we know thou art true. That's what their mouth would say. And you care not for any what regards any person, but you teach the way of God in truth. That's what their mouth said. But what did their heart say? Jesus knew their heart, and he said, You hypocrites, why tempt ye me? They brought him some money. And he said to them, who is the inscription they sent unto him? Caesar's. Jesus answered, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar and to God, the things that are God. And that blew him away. See? That's right. Caesar does deserve some things, but he doesn't nearly deserve what the people are told that he deserves. Hypocrites. And the whole psychology of Caesar is still fear. Chapter 12 Verse 18. Then came to him the Sadducees, which say they asked him, saying, Master Moses wrote. Then he goes through the seven brothers who all had the same wife. And then comes the record of not knowing the scripture regarding the resurrection again. And in verse 28 one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning, perceived that he'd answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And then he gave that commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord. See the greatness of the setting of those scriptures. Now we go to Luke chapter 10, Luke 10. Verse 25, behold, a certain lawyer stood up and what tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? Now here in this record, the lawyer answers him. Verse 27, in all the other records, Jesus quoted it, right? Here it's the lawyer. He answered, saying, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy what? And with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he, verse 28, Jesus said unto him, Thou hast answered right. Do this, and thou shalt live. Verse 29, But he willing to do what? Justify. Tempting him in verse 25, justifying himself, said unto Jesus, But who is my neighbor? Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, wounded him, departed, and by chance there came down a certain what? Priest. Remember, the priests are Levites, but not all Levites are what? Aaronites. That's right. They're not all of the priestly line. Top brass. Verse 32, likewise a what? Levite, again religious leaders, verse 33, but a certain Samaritan, not a religious leader, but a despised person, just a certain Samaritan, just a certain Samaritan, had compassion, brought him to the inn, took care of him, and on the morrow when he parted, he gave him money, and he told him, If you spend any more, when I come back, I'll repay it. This man is not a hypocrite. Which now of these three, verse 36, thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among these? Verse 37, and he, the lawyer who was tempting Jesus, said, the one that showed mercy, then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou what? Right. Look at the record as it relates to love God, hearts so oh my neighbors yourself. Now it came to pass verse 38, as they went, that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and said, Lord, Dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Put the screws to her and tell her, come on over and help me. Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha. Thou art anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is what? And Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away. And what was the good part? She sat at Jesus' feet and heard he is what? All within the context of love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Look at the pre-record in chapter 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed others 70, sent them out two by two. The 70. Verse 16. He that heareth you, heareth what? And he that despises you, despises what? And he that despises me despises him. Him who? God. God who did what? Sent me. Verse 17. And the 70 returned. Came back with great joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said, you know, I saw Satan as falling, lightning falling. Then he says, don't rejoice in all that stuff, but rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven. Verse 20 and 21. At that time, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit, spiritually. And he said, I thank thee, O Father. If Jesus was God, he must have been praying to himself. Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babe, Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me of my what? And no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal it, him. And he turned on his disciples and said, Privately, blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen, and to hear those things which ye hear have not heard, and the certain lawyer then what? Tempted him, and there's your record. Both pre and pro within the context of the greatness of that truth. You see, the scribes were lawyers. They were teachers of the law. And if you have carefully observed and watched what I've read with you tonight, You will notice that these verses of loving God and loving your neighbor are all set within context of deeply religious people. People who had a religious formalism, people who were traditionalists. Secondly, they were highly intellectual people, intellectualism. Thirdly, there were two groups represented. Those who believed in the resurrection, those who did not believe in the resurrection, but those who believed in the resurrection, the Pharisees also believed that when they died they were already over at a happy place living it up, like the church for the most part teaches today. The other group were the Sadducees who says there is no. Resurrection. This life is the end of it all. When this life is over with, that's all there is. Those were the Sadducees. Sounds like God wrote this this afternoon. It's that alive tonight, just as real. On the one hand, you have people by the barrel full today who teach that there's nothing beyond this life, this is all it. The other group teaches that when you die, you're already up in heaven or you're a spirit floating around. Both are equally lies. Both are wrong. And then the other great thing that came up every place we read, this was about tribute about money, money, Matthew, I want to go to. In the light of all this great record or these great records from God's word that I've shared with you tonight, I want to sort of not only recapitulate, but I want to put all this stuff together so that you have a knowledge of God's word that you can really utilize and put into practice in your life. Matthew chapter 10. One of the things you have to work in the light of all this, who is really your enemy? Matthew 10, verse 36, And a man's foes shall be they of his own, what? Household. Who is basically man's enemy? They of his own, what? The Pharisees, the scribes, The Sadducees, the Herodians, everyone we read about were so-called members of what? The household, Moses, Abraham's our father, Moses is great. Remember, sit in Moses as what? That's what he's talking about. Matthew 12, listen to this. Then one said unto him, unto Jesus, behold, Thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. He answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? Verse 49 He stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same, the same, the same is my brother. And sister, and what? There you got it, and I didn't write the book. That's the Word of God. Who's man's enemy? Right. Who is your mother, your father, your sister, your brother? Those who do what? That's right. Matthew 13, in verse 57. And they were offended in Jesus, in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own, what? And in his own house. In Luke chapter 4, Luke 4, verse 24. And he, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own what country and in the gospel of John chapter 4 in verse 44 Jesus himself testified that a prophet hath no honor in his own what country a man's enemies are they of his own what Who is your mother, father, brother, sister, they that do what? And a man is without honor in his own country, in his own house. Why first Timothy? First Timothy six, one verse of scripture, will explain so many, many things if you believe it. We have seen a lot of hypocrisy. We have seen all the tempting, all this other stuff tonight. I could have gone other places like the temptation of Jesus, where the devil said, all this power and authority, all this, I'll give to you all these kingdoms if you'll just bow down and do what? There are many other places I could go. But first Timothy 610 capsulizes it all the truth in one verse. For the love of what is the root of all what? Then where why look at any other place? It's always there, people. It's always at that point. The love of money is the root of all what? There it is all you need to know it's always it's always there so wherever you see evil in the background of it there'll always be that love of money now there's nothing wrong with money it's people and the reason it's the love of money that's the root of all evil is because they never get enough of money Or what money stands for, what it buys, power, glory, all of that. They don't get enough of it. They never get enough of it. If he's the governor, he wants to be the president. If he's the president, he wants one world government. See? Love of money, love of money. The root, the root, the root. Nothing wrong with money. It's the love of money he's talking about. You see, you never get too much love. Whether it's the true love of God or the opposite, the love of money. There is one thing no individual ever gets too much of, that's love. I cannot love you too much. You can always stand more. You cannot love me too much. I can always take more. But I can hurt you And harm you and give you enough evil very quickly. But love you never get too much of. A man can tell his wife all day long he loves her and she can still stand more at night. Vice versa. See? Love you never get too much of. Bitterness, hatred, devilishness, cursing at you, that you get too much of the first time it happens. That's why. The love of money is the root, the love of it. You never get enough of it. If you got three farms, you want four. If you've got a carload of money, you want two carloads. See, you never get enough of it, never get enough of it. Always want what? More, that's the love of money. And the love of money is the root of all what? And if you have watched tonight, what I've read, it'll fit completely. This love of money is the root of all evil. This love of money. Is the word Phila Arguia, P H I L A R G U R I A? That is the word. The first part of the word is the word from which we get the word Philadelphia. The money's the root of all evil, it's in the whole field of the so called Big Brother love. It is used of covetousness in Second Timothy three two. For men shall be lovers of their own what selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, spears despisers of those who are what traitors heady heady high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God having a form however of what I told you traditionalists remember all that stuff the love of money is the root of all evil these evils are just manifestations of the evidence of the love of what Luke says it also Matthew Mark Luke 16, 16, verse 14. The Pharisees also, who were what? Covetous, heard all these things. Covetous, Luke 22, verse 5. And they were glad and coveted, To give him what? Talking about Judas. Judas Iscariot. The priests, the high priests, chief priests and scribes were glad. So they coveted him to give him what? Money. That's Judas. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Verse 12. And when they were assembled with the elders, the Sanhedrin, and had taken consul, officially opened the Sanhedrin, they decided to give large money unto what? Soldiers saying, say ye his disciples came by night and stole him. The love of money, the root of what? The payoff to the soldiers to lie. Acts chapter 8. Verse 18, when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them what? Money, wanting to buy a ministry. Verse 20, Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, wrought with you, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with what? The love of money, the root of what? Judas the soldiers Trying to buy a ministry Acts 4 37 having land Sold it and brought the money and laid it at the Apostles feet, but a certain man Ananias with Sapphira's his wife sold a singular Remember earlier I showed you plurality Here it's just a singular kept back part of the price, but they acted like they'd given it all. The love of money, the root of what? All evil. Acts 24, Acts 24, talking about Felix, verse 26, he, Felix, hoped also that money should have been given him of whom? How do you like that? That he might free him. That's why he sent for him to commune with him. The love of money the root of what? Second Timothy 4. Second Timothy 4 verse 10 For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this what present world. That's why he forsook you. In First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in certain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to what? Enjoy. In Mark chapter 10, and in verse 24, his disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and saith unto them, children, how hard it is for them who trust in riches, the love of money, who trust in riches to enter into what, the kingdom of God. And in the Old Testament in Proverbs, Chapter 11, verse 28, He who trusteth in his riches shall fall. He who trusteth in his riches shall fall, because the love of money is the root of all evil. evil. For where a man's treasure is, there is where his heart is also. In Psalm 146, Listen to this record, Psalm 146, verse 3. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the son of man in whom there is no what. Princes are bought with money, all that stuff, and you cannot put your trust in there. And at the root of it all is the love of what? In Jeremiah chapter seventeen Jeremiah seventeen verse five. Thus saith the Lord, cursed be the man who trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from what the Lord. In Romans chapter thirteen. We read these words, O no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled what? For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. If there be any other commandment, it's briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no evil to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Who is my neighbor? From all the scriptures we have done tonight, it's not necessarily the person who lives next door to you. But these were all part of the household, so to speak, of the fellowship. Aaronites, Levites, scribes, Pharisees, Herodians, Sadducees, quite a record. When you translate that into the body of the church to which you and I belong, you love them. That doesn't mean you have to like what they're doing because some of those may be hypocrites. They are covetous, all the rest, and they would use you because they're the very Enemies are those of your own what when you put all this together Then you've got the greatness of Romans 13 8 through 10 and you got an understanding Which makes it possible to for you to live a life Which is more than abundant and if we're ever going to have the Word of God to multiply and prevail Men and women will have to get rid of all their ballast and come back to the simplicity and the greatness of God's Word, and to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophet, and love is the fulfilling Of all the one. love, And that love, as we read so many places tonight, covers that multitude of sins and everything else. And I wrote this for the conclusion tonight. Life for some is like a mill pond. It's teeming with life. Yet when the turbulent storms hit, it causes confusion and havoc. Life for others is like the sea, teeming also with life. Yet when the turbulent storms hit, only the upper layer of the sea is touched, for its strength and its heart is in its depth. The life beneath goes on, hardly affected at all by the turbulence above. God never promised life without storms. But for the believer, With God's word dwelling deep within, he maintains the quiet seas of the soul and the hurricanes of life pass over as simply gentle breezes because you have the love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation without hypocrisy. That's Romans 13, ain't it? That's it. Thank you.